you know, I use what I call LBs and NTs. That's the first tip of the, of the podcast. LBs and NTs. When you do something, make yourself a list of literally two columns. LBs on the left, NTs on the right. LBs are the things that you like best that you want to keep doing. NTs are the things that you'll do better next time. Now, that's a nice way of A, not beating yourself up, B, building yourself up, See, catching yourself doing things right and other people. So if we've got an event or something running, we'll LB and NT it at the end. Um, And when you do this as part of a team, you've got multiple perspectives. People who do this, it's, it's simple. It costs you nothing but five minutes at the end of doing something to create a list. That's all it costs you. That's your investment. The return on that investment is huge um, because you keep making the small changes that most people don't and that's what we do with planning. Welcome to the biology of business where we talk about the anatomy and physiology of a business so you can apply your clinical reasoning skills to your business reasoning and create a healthy, sustainable, impactful and profitable clinic. I hope you enjoy listening and subscribe. Welcome to the Biology of Business show. I'm Kate Markland and today we have the absolute pleasure of being joined by the incredibly generous and abundant Mary Collin. And Mary is here to to join us today to share with us the importance of setting yourself up for success and planning now for success in 2023. Welcome Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. We've known each other a long time um, and you know us well, myself and, and Andy, my partner. So I'm really glad to be here. So Andy, uh, I'm calling you Andy now, Mary. <laughs> We're interchangeable. <laughs> so Mary, you have had many, many years of experience of owning business and mentoring other people in how to run and grow their own business. And one of the things that you are absolutely fastidious about is really setting yourself up for success by creating a plan. So the thinking is done and it comes down to then executing the plan that you've already created. I think it's, we make it hard for ourselves as business owners. And I I spent years traveling around the world, working in all kinds and shapes and sizes of organizations. Didn't matter what the type was, the same problems were all around the world. And I thought, do you know what? I'm sure it can be easier than this. So every business plan I looked at was too blooming complicated and it took too much effort to do it. So what I've done is I've designed a one-page plan that's three pillars and nine boxes. So of course that means it's like the side of a Rubik's cube. You know, you get your stuff lined up. Um, Each pillar has three boxes in it. And I'm going to share some of this with you today, particularly the first three boxes, which are really important because they're all about you as the business owner and how you can get the best out of yourself and your business quickly and easily. Um, and, And I must say, most of the things that I've learned in business over the last however many decades, about four, well, four plus, most of the things that I've learned, I've actually learned by doing it the hard way and getting it wrong before I've realized there's a much easier way. So my mission in life is to share the easy way with business owners so you can do it all in turbocharged time compared to what I've done. Now, I certainly am aware that you describe how what you're going to share with the listeners is uh, it will come across as really simple, but it's taken, well, like you say, four decades of experience to actually be able to simplify the complex You're right. I mean, what's interesting is when I see something that flows beautifully and it's really simple and I think, oh, that's good. I can do that. I actually understand, and I'm sure you do, just how much work has gone into simplifying it. If you could have seen the stages before I got this one page plan, it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, But, you know, you kind of have to throw everything on the table to play with it, refine it. And three of my favourite words, test, measure and adjust. I test something, it doesn't work. So I don't stop doing it. What I do is I say, that didn't work. I I take the, um, is it Thomas Edison with the the light bulb thing? You know, he found a thousand ways it didn't work before he found the one way that it did work. And I think perseverance in in a, a sensible way 
you know, I use what I call LBs and NTs. That's the first tip of the, of the podcast. LBs and NTs. When you do something, make yourself a list of literally two columns. LBs on the left, NTs on the right. LBs are the things that you like best that you want to keep doing. NTs are the things that you'll do better next time. Now, that's a nice way of A, not beating yourself up, B, building yourself up, C, catching yourself doing things right and other people. So if we've got an event or something running, we'll LB and NT it at the end. Um, And when you do this as part of a team, you've got multiple perspectives. People who do this, it's it's simple. It costs you nothing but five minutes at the end of doing something to create a list. That's all it costs you. That's your investment. The return on that investment is huge um, because you keep making the small changes that most people don't. And that's what we do with planning. You know, we review before we plan. The LBs and NTs are a review before you go into the next iteration of whatever it is. I've certainly, certainly heard you say before, Mary, that the LB list has to be longer than the NT list. Absolutely. You have to look for the positives and look for yourself and other people doing right. Um, and then it's it's better to give feedback where you're saying, well, I love this and this was great and that went really well and so-and-so was good. Um, and I love the way you said this because most times people don't realise what they've said. They just say it automatically. Um, and I always think of somebody we both know, Nathan, saying something at an event once and I just went, oh my God, that's brilliant. You have to keep that in. He didn't even realise he'd said it. But by L being an NTing, he realised the power of it and he actually built that phrase up into his presentation. So it's it's great and it's fun and it's easy. And what did we set our businesses up for in the first place? Give us more choice, have more success, you know, plot our own course and, and steer our, our path. You know, that's what we did it for. And I think some of us need a reminder of that occasionally. Yes, because it's really easy to get caught up in everything that's going wrong, in the chaos of wondering what you're doing and where you're going, and yeah. not taking that little bit of time to to step back. And I always find, listening to you, Mary, that somehow you create the time to then be able to accelerate on the other side because of the clarity that you help people find when they work with you. You're not the first person to say that, and I sincerely hope you won't be the last. Um, One of the things I do, first of all, is we're talking about planning for 2023, but you could be listening to this on rerun in 2025. It really doesn't matter. The, The concepts and the principles I'm going to share today work all the time. They work every month, every year. They are really simple. If you like, um, it's kind of, I give you the scaffolding for your business. You build what you want with it. Um, But the scaffolding is the scaffolding. It's how you put it up and how you use it that is different. So the first thing I do every year is I block out four days. And for me, that's the first Friday of each quarter. Uh, bank holidays permitting good friday tends to interfere with it sometimes so that week that friday might go back a week but effectively if you block out four days a year what you're doing is you're giving yourself a chance to stop and say i'm going to review the last quarter and i'm going to plan the next one now i take a day to do this with clients but I've got a sheet. I'm going to give you my one-page plan and I'm going to make sure that you get it to put in the show notes so everybody can have it free with my compliments because we need this kind of stuff. We need simple help that's practical that we can pick up and use. And the reason I share this is because, well, because I can um, and because I don't want other people to have to go and find a coach and pay you know, a a significant amount of money to invest in coaching to run their business. I want people to have a simple one-page plan. Yes, of course, if they want more, I've got it. Um, But I've got help on a free and a paid basis because don't leave anyone behind. You know, people helped me for nothing when I was starting out. People have still done generous things for me over the years. So it's a kind of pay it forward, pay it back, just keep it all flowing. So I'll give you the one page plan so you can see the three pillars um, and I'll give you a, a, an intro to 
the first pillar in a little bit more detail in a moment. So how does that sound? Sounds wonderful. Mary, just before we go on to uh, you sharing how you um, can help people plan their business on a single page, I just wanted to touch on your attitude to abundance and generosity in that you give so much um, resource in the absolute belief, as you mentioned, that you're paying forwards. Yeah. Now, I often think when you look at a garden, the abundance of nature and the abundance of life is so visible where the weeds never stop growing. (laughs) That's right. But very few people seem to actually live by it as committedly as you do, Mary. How is it that you've come round to this, or maybe you always have, how is it you've come round to total faith and trust in this attitude of abundance? Well, I've always had that faith and trust. I always believe it's an old Zig Ziglar quote, one of my favourites, lovely, lovely Texan guy, unfortunately no longer with us, but has written heaps of books and lovely audios where there's that drawl in in his, um, his speeches. Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll have everything that you want. And I absolutely buy into that. And then I worked with a guy called Peter Thompson, and he said, give your best stuff away. And this is back in 97 when I first went self-employed. Give your best stuff away. And I was like, what? What I've worked hard to put this together? And he said, yeah, look, most people are not going to use it anyway. Um, Bob Patmore, another great mentor of mine, he said, I go out, he said, I speak to people, I give them stuff because, do you know what? 98% of people are not going to do anything with it which I find deeply distressing. Um, So I just think, well, I've got to get the message out to more and more people. So the more I give, um, well, the other bonus, the real bonus is every time I talk through this nine box model business on one page, three pillars, every time I talk about it, guess what's happening to me? I am getting deeper and deeper into that groove. Um, I'm getting more consistent. I'm getting more congruent. And I have a big thing about congruency. You cannot go out and teach things if you are not practicing what you preach. You can do it, and I've seen a lot of people do it, but I think you will get found out at some point. <clears throat> and I think I think people can see if you're genuine or not. And by giving stuff away, I also have this thing about try before you buy. I like to try before I buy. So I do a free quarterly challenge every quarter. I do it in March, June, September and December. Every quarter, it's part of my commitment to giving back. um, Because if I do that, um, what is it? The rising tide lifts all ships. You know, we all need a bit of help. And if we all especially in challenging times, although for business owners, a lot of times can be challenging times. The more we help each other, the more we lift each other up, the more abundance there is for everybody. So you're either in a virtuous circle or you're in a vicious circle. And for me, I'd much rather be part of that, you know, here, have it. Don't just have the stuff that I'm giving away. I'll help you. I'll walk you through it for five 20-minute sessions every quarter. And, you know, I'll make sure that everybody on your podcast gets an invite to that because, you know, you may not be able to afford coaching. You may not be ready for it. You may not um, know the person well enough, whoever it is, to invest in them. It's investing in yourself, but initially we can see it as investing in them. Um, And I think when you can see there's an investment in yourself that you'll get a return on, you're more likely to put your toes deeper and deeper into the water. So the more free stuff you give away, the right people will say, thank you, I'll take all of that. And I've got lots of people who will never, ever buy from me. I don't mind. I I don't care if I give them something and make their life a bit better. My job is done. Um, Interestingly, a lot of those people will then talk to other people who do say, I want more than this. I want some help. And I think the big lesson I learned, one of the many big lessons, was I had to find a way to make this work because I used to spend far too much time. And, you know, you may find this uh, amongst your listeners. I used to spend far too much time trying to help people 
that I didn't understand were never going to buy. I have a really simple solution for that. And I suggest most people find this solution as well. It's so easy, but everything is when you know how. You have two memberships, if you like. You have a membership where people pay and they work with you and they want what you've got because they've had a chance to find out about you. On the other side, you have a free membership. Now, you might not call it a membership. You might call it a list, a database, a group. It doesn't matter what it is. But with the free group, I will commit to serving and showing up for them on a regular basis. But I'll also do that with I get to keep some of it and I get to give some um, away to a good cause. I hope tax is good causes. I'm pretty sure most of it is. Um, so I think finding that split, then everything that you do, we're getting into the area of marketing as well here, marketing and delivery. Um, everything that you do should be a, what am I doing with free and what am I doing with the paid? And the paid should be obviously at a, a different level. Does that help to explain it? Yes, it does, Mary. It does. And it's, it's absolutely joyful for certainly me as a, an observer and at times participant in, in, in what you offer to recognise that, you know, just as an apple tree in our garden is endlessly productive of apples and more apples than we can eat. So they, you know, go to the neighbours and whoever's walking past the end of the drive. And you're you live as an apple tree in terms of giving. I've got more than I can manage. So here, have some, have some. Yeah. And it's, it's Don't let it run. Not many people live it as well as you do. In oh, observation. Thank you. Yeah. Don't let the stuff rot. We live in a beautiful village in Spain. That was a long held dream. Somebody said to me yesterday, oh, you live in Spain. You're so lucky. And I, I laughed and I said, well, there was a lot of hard work, a lot of planning, a lot of taking steps at a time. Um, you know, a step at a time, a week at a time, or a day, a month, an hour, you know, a step at a time, a whatever period of time at a time. And I think by doing all of that, then there was a bit of luck involved at the end, because the, the reality is way better than the dream. But, uh, you know, we go down to the restaurant here, and you'll invariably come away with a bag of something, avocados, mangoes, because people have got more than they need and they're selling some and they're giving stuff away. And it's it's a beautiful way to live. It's it's a lot more fun than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on then, Mary. Let's have a look at this one-page plan. Mary's going to share hey. the screen with us. So if you are listening, I'll put a link to the, to the YouTube video and also to Mary's one-page plan so that you can see what it is that she is going to be describing. Yes, let me share my screen. Now, I will, yeah, the one-page plan is the the fundamental the fundamental thing um, because it's quick, it's easy, you can stick it up on your wall and when you've got it up on the wall, you can literally be saying, oh, look, I know what my business needs. I know what the most important area is because it's staring you right in the face. So I'm going to talk about achieving more with less every 90 days. So whenever anybody's listening to this, pull it out and make it a re-listen every quarter. Honestly, put those four days in your diary for me, first Friday of each quarter and review this because it'll give you a better, deeper understanding. The one page plan I'm going to share with you, it's I started with 90 day planning and we've now called it 90 day accelerator because doing this really accelerates your results every quarter, helps you to prioritize and get great results consistently, not just, oh, this is nice, I'll do this and then it disappears. This is a consistent practice. Um, you've got a lot less stress, more focus and more certainty if you use this. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the problems um, of business ownership and solutions. But for me, the big solution I'm sharing with you today is the one page plan. And I've got some bonuses, including free support. So the problems um, of being a business owner. Well, I'm just going to touch on them really briefly because I want to give as much value in a shorter time as I possibly can. Business can be tough. It can be lonely. Um, it can be challenging. A, a lot of the time when you're in business, you're doing things that you haven't done before. When I first set up in business, I thought, oh, this will be great because I was really good at delivery, but I didn't think about invoicing and accounts and tax, and I didn't think about marketing. All of a sudden, I had to do everything. So challenging and lonely. 
lonely. It can be overwhelming. What do I do next? What do I do first? Um, You know, what's the priority? What do I want to do? But what does my business need? So there can be a lot of confusion. I found that when I started up in business. So I got myself into some groups. um, And nowadays, it's fantastic because there are podcasts like yours, Kate. People can come back and they can pick up lots and lots of valuable information. And it's incredible because it's all there for us now. But I think the other problems are that there is so much information. Where do you start? Now, you can learn from the mistakes of others. And Eleanor Roosevelt said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. So is it trial and error or is it trial and terror? Um, Because for me, I had a lot of trial and terror. I did learn from my mistakes, but I was too busy. And I have to watch myself even now after all these years. Sometimes I'm too busy and I think, whoa, this is when I really need to stop because that has to be a smarter, better, easier way of doing this. So then I step back and think, who's doing this really well? Who can I talk to? You know, do I go and listen to one of Kate's podcasts? Do I go and look at my 90-day planning, 90-day accelerator stuff? Who else can I talk to? Who can I learn from? Thinking that I'll get around to it is, is a bit of a highway to hell, really. You, There won't be a time when it's quieter or calmer. Um, you know, business owners will constantly go, well, it'll be better next week or next month. Really? Will it? How many quarters do you have to go through to realise? It just keeps picking up speed. As you do more, it picks up speed. Um, So don't think I'll get around to it. Make it happen. Use models that work. Learn from other people's experiences and do invest regularly. And this is why I say put those four days a year into your calendar because you'll invest a small amount of time to save a lot of time later and to have a clear plan. Like you say, Kate, there's so many things to do that creating that space, you'll suddenly go, I know what I need to do. But if you're busy, 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 you're not giving yourself the headspace. So don't stay on the roller coaster with up and down, smooth the way. Um, Now, the one page business plan, it's a three uh, pillar model. And we've cracked the 90 day planning code. First of all, the key is break your year down into quarters, into chunks. Now, That makes it a lot easier. Anybody who's VAT registered, you're doing that anyway to some extent. But if you do it with everything, and I just go January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Now, all of a sudden, what you've got is you've got three months to focus on. In that three months, you can do a lot of stuff. My abundance is easy to do because I got it planned for one quarter. And guess what? I repeat it with a few tweaks every quarter. So by getting your first quarter right or or more right, you won't do everything in one go. But by constantly revisiting, you get better and better and better. So the nine boxes, the three pillars, there are four cornerstones that really hold all this scaffolding together. Uh, And it's all on one page and you can download it and I'll give you a way to join me on a challenge. But let me take you through the pillars. The first pillar, which is on the left hand side, from the top to the bottom, you've got one, two, three. So one is your vision, your mission and your goals. This also includes your values, what you're all about, who you are, what your vision is. Why did you set your business up in the first place? The second pillar Uh, The second box in this pillar in the middle is time. Time is a really important factor. Wherever you are in your business, you're just about to set up or you're going to um, go into your next quarter and you've been going for 20 years. There's always a certain amount of time that your business is going to take. There is always, and, and don't delude yourselves because I have, I've gone, yes, I can run multiple businesses and I can do this, that and the other, and there'll be time for all of it. Be real and don't fill every waking minute. And remember to get work, rest and play. It's the old Mars bar advert for anybody old enough to remember it. Mm -hmm. But if you work, rest and play, get balance. 
In terms of time, there are also things that will happen regularly, um, recurring things. And again, I talked about VAT returns. I have VAT returns. I have monthly meetings with my bookkeeper. I have uh, regular meetings with our accountant, but they're all scheduled in. It's nice. It's easy. Plan your time. At the beginning of the year, my whole year is mapped out pretty much, which gives me confidence, clarity and certainty. doesn't mean I have to do everything. Um, It might be initially, but as you grow, you can get other people doing things. But having that handle on time is really important. Then there's financials. That's a cornerstone again at the bottom. So you've got two cornerstones in this pillar. Your vision, your mission, why you set it all up, your values, your goals. The financials is all about the money. How much is it going to cost you to run your business? And how much do you need to make from it? There's whole different areas like budgets, cash flow, money in, money out, monthly management information. There's a ton of stuff in there. I've got simple tools for all of it. And for each of these areas, I have a one-page system that, again, you can get access to by joining my challenge. By joining, well, in fact, you don't have to join the challenge. I'll just give you access to each of the three things that I'll give you a brief intro to next. Um, If you want help every quarter in March, June, September and December, I will have five days walking you through it, 20 minutes a day. Find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook and you'll hear all about it. So pillar number one is all about you. Now, the first thing, vision, mission, goals, values. We've got a one page document that lets you say, where am I now? Where am I headed? This is like a sat-nav for you. What's my point A? Where am I now? We don't need to go into detail. You know where you are. And it's usually like a big pile of spaghetti in your brain with everything (laughs) whirling around. What we do is we then say, right, what's the future? What are you aiming for? So for me now, I'm aiming for the first Friday in January. What do I want to achieve by then? All on one sheet of paper. I'll give you a template for it. Six keys to actually making sure that you achieve any goal that you set consistently, regularly. But the first thing is you you break it down, you chunk it down, you say, right, what am I going to do in month one, month two and month three? So at the time of recording this, we're talking October, November, December. Doesn't I'm, matter. I'm imagining that most people struggle with that yeah. first step because once you've got the alignment and the as you mentioned, the congruence and the clarity on what it is you want to create, the other things are, they require discipline to execute, but they fall into place. It becomes much more obvious what your action plan is once you've decided um, what it is that you're trying to make your future look like. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, without a clear vision, um, well, there's, there's a quote somewhere about, without vision, the people perish. You know, you have to have that vision something that gets you up in the morning, gets you focused, gets you clear. Without a vision, you don't want to get up in the morning. It's like, oh, another day. Um, And I've been there, you know, I know what it's like. And I remember saying, oh, I don't want to do this. And I'm fed up with so-and-so. And Bob Patmore, my great mentor, said, you've got no goals, you've got no vision, you've got nothing to pull you forward to make you get out of bed. Every day when I wake up, I know what I'm doing and I know why. And I get out there and just decide on the top three things. But when I'm doing this plan, I get a piece of paper and I'll give you, I'll happily give anybody who wants it, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, um, find me on 90dayplanning.co.uk and you'll see downloads for these first three areas particularly because if you don't get yourself right, it's going to be harder to get your business right. And it all starts with you and it has to be your version of your business because I'll give scaffolding to some people and they want to build a skyscraper. I'll build, um, I'll give scaffolding to somebody else and they want to build a sort of sustainable farm. It doesn't really matter what you want to build. You just understand the key principles and tailor them to you. So Andy and I will sit down and we'll literally draw this out. So we'll have this piece of paper with at the bottom left, where am I now? At the top right, this is the vision for January the 6th or whatever the first Friday in the next quarter is. And we start writing in there four different areas. What I tend to do is say, just look at four areas that you want to achieve by in this quarter and by that date. 
So money, what money do you want coming in? Do you want to manage your expenditure? Do you want to increase your income? Uh, You know, what do you want it to be? Start to set a target for yourself. People, who do you want in your life? Now, this is life and business, so this should encompass everything. Do I want to, living in Spain, do I want to spend more time going back to England to catch up with my family or do I want them to come out here? What about clients? What about prospects? What am I going to do um, in terms of the people in my life? So I do that and find a work-life balance for that too. Then I think about time. What time am I prepared to put into achieving these goals? And I remember Andy and I sitting down saying, well, the goal is to ultimately, not by the end of that quarter, but the goal is ultimately to have working time 50% in the business and 50% out of the business. I'm saying, I want to be a good planner. Um, Stephen Covey says, if you want to be a good planner, you should spend 20% of your time on the business. Now, that's a whole day a week if you work five days. You may not dive in and do that straight away. What you might say is, I'm going to grab a 90-minute chunk somewhere in the week to work on the business. Then as time goes by, you might add another 90-minute chunk or a 30-minute chunk. So it's this is a journey. This is a journey. And take it a step at a time. And it's like climbing the ladder of success. Take small steps, but keep taking them. Um, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Oh, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So put some systems in place. Book yourself a 30-minute session or a 90-minute session. Start to get consistent with that. You can build on stuff. But don't, you know, don't go to the gym and do three hours and come out and you're dead and you can't move the next morning. Take everything a step at a time. So in the future, your goals are money, people, time, and delivery. What are you actually delivering and doing for this money to be coming in? So you can see it's a powerful one sheet, but just having that one sheet of paper, and Andy and I, when we draw this out, we will use one side of the the line that takes us from A to B. We'll use one side for my goals for the quarter, and we'll use the other side for his. But there are six keys on the sheet. You can get it from 90dayplanning.co.uk. That's 90planning.co.uk. Six keys to actually making sure that you achieve it. And it does come back to daily disciplines. But when you've got something like this in front of you, you literally will say, right, 10 minutes in the morning, what are my top three things? Which takes me nicely to the next Um, let's have a look at the next um, handout and the next offer. Because time is that middle box on this left-hand pillar. Time. How much time do you spend reviewing before you set your goals? Too many people dive into goals, but they haven't learned the lessons. They haven't realised what's going on. So they dive in and they're constantly feeling like they're on the back foot and trying to catch up. We recommend you get yourself a default diary. And it's really simple. Everything is simple when you know how. Um, The default diary is a bit like at school. You used to say, oh, it's 12 o'clock. It's time to go to geography. Oh, it's one o'clock. It's time for lunch. Two o'clock. It's time for history. And you knew what to do and when. Now, we love to get away from the... uh, the rigidity of a school timetable. But good grief, we need to create one for our business. I have Tuesdays where Tuesday is a trigger day for me where I go, money, have I checked the balances? Is all the money in the right accounts? Has everybody been paid? Um, Have we been paid? Now, I don't spend the whole day doing accounts, but Tuesday I have a little trigger that goes, oh, let me check that. Do I need to speak to any of our accounting team? Um, Wednesday might be marketing. Oh, have I got the marketing ready to go out for next week? Have I this? Have I that? So I start to then block time in. And this is where you create your best version of your weekly plan. And it's your business and your life. Don't just be like I used to be. I was great at scheduling all the work stuff and I had no life, um, which was a little bit crazy, good at achieving other people's goals, not so good at mine. So at the bottom of the handout for this, for the default diary, um, I've put the nine box model in there to just remind you, are you covering all areas? And by the way, with this nine box model, 
sitting over the top of it, if you like, it's the window that you look through at the nine boxes is number 10, which is personal. Is this what you want? So depending on your time clock, you start when you want to start, you finish when you want to finish. You decide it's taken me years to get this point, but now I do not get up before 9.30. And the first 90 minutes of every day is mine. That used to be 10 minutes in the morning, then it was 15, then it was 20, then it was half an hour. Um, and I've built up to it over time. But you you need to create and claim your time. So that, that's the time area. Now, the third a key area in this pillar, and it's a cornerstone again, is financials. I was a terror with financials because I just didn't didn't like them. And I always had this thing, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will get everything that you want. Well, that's proved true for me time and time again. So I didn't really bother about financials. My accountant back in the day used to try and talk to me and try and explain things to me. And I didn't want to listen. Now I'm the opposite. Now I am. I pay so much attention to the financials and I have a checklist that I'll give out freely again because most people won't take it or they'll take it for shelf development and they won't do anything with it. But if you get this checklist, it's a two-parter. The financial checklist at the top is what do you do every month? So when I say my financial trigger on a Tuesday is... Am I speaking to any of the team, the bookkeeper, the accountant in Spain, the accountant in England? I tend to have a mental trigger to go, I need to book that for a Tuesday. I have defaulted meetings with my bookkeeper twice a month on a Tuesday. And the bookkeeper will take me through part one of this checklist. What do we do every month? Um, We look at the aged receivables, aged payables, bank balances, tax, uh, all sorts of things. Um, So we keep an eye on all of that. It's quick. It's easy. Have it, use it, give it to your bookkeeper. Anybody who has a mad January with the accountants, there's no need for it at all. There's no need. It's an uneducated accountant. And I'm sorry to say that, but I give this stuff away and say, if your financial year ends on a particular month, go plus one, plus two, plus three. That's the month that we'll start to prepare all of our accounts and have them ready. Then you can talk to your accountant before the mad rush, which is the government's deadline that you've got to have it in by January. Don't follow the government's deadline and be in with the herd. Get yours done three months after your financial year end and talk calmly and quietly to your accountant. As takes us out for a drink and says, I love you too. You're just so organised. Every month we set aside the VAT and the tax into a separate account. So we don't have any shocks or surprises. We over-egg it slightly, which means every quarter when the VAT's paid, there's still money sitting there for the tax bill. Every year when the tax bills are paid, there's always some left over because we're talking to the accountant when they can calmly and quietly talk to us. So that's basically pillow. Oh, sorry. What I didn't say was on that. There's part two as well. Part two is literally January to December. Um, And when you work out what happens in your business, it takes a bit of time, but it's worth it because once you've done it, you never have to do it again. You never miss anything. You're always ready, prepared and planned because as we go through the year, we'll literally say, um, like now recording this in uh, November, we'll say part one, done. Part two, right, let's skip straight down, ignore all the other months. What do we have to do in November? Um, And that might be paying the VAT. It might be uh, putting a submission into company's house or whatever. But there's not very much to do if you spread it out each month. Honestly, it's a game changer. And if I'd listened to my accountant years ago, I might have invested more money instead of just spending it. Um, I did spend a lot, but I invested some. But if I'd understood, I'd have managed my money a lot better. So. That's really pillar number one. Now, there are two more pillars, but I want to come back to you, Kate. How How is this going for you? Oh, Mary, it's absolutely wonderful because what you're really describing there, and I personally absolutely love 
your finance sheet because the amount of work that takes away from yeah. anybody you've templated it you don't need you know a little bit of clarity for what's right for your business but what you're providing and helping people with is yes you do help people find that clarity because lots of people have lots of ideas swilling around their head but once yeah. people have found that clarity of what it is that they want to achieve following your process and using your resources it actually becomes really simple If you know where you're going and what you want to achieve and what the contributions you want to make to society, because certainly most clinicians and clinic owners are very caring and have a very strong sense of purpose. But once you've identified what's important to you in terms of what your time and your financials need to look like and other aspects of your life and understood what the contribution is you want to make to society, it becomes really relatively simple to piece together all the other steps and your resources absolutely help people do that the default diary most people most clinicians should be fairly familiar with because of having a a clinic diary but again they're not necessarily allocating appointment times for their practice or for themselves Uh they're allocating the appointment times for clients but forgetting that their business and themselves are very important clients too um but, but personally your finance sheet for me is a complete breakthrough in terms of here's all the things you need to do here's everything you need to for your bookkeeper and for your accountant it's you've done all the thinking you've done all the thinking so it's just a case of implementation well I've made all the mistakes so other people don't have to um, because why would I not give it away why would I sit on it it's like the apples rotting on the floor what good is that going to do for anybody but I think with with some of my checklists you know people look at them and they go well, you know, the financial one, I'm not very registered. Great. There's a load of stuff you can delete straight away um, because there'll be, it's the VAT quarter end. And then the following month, it's work out the VAT for that month or that quarter. But, you know, so you've got all of this going going on. And actually, you can delete all of those because guess what? If you suddenly become VAT registered, you just come back to, to my site, get another, get a fresh download and start again because you've done most of the work. To be honest, most of the stuff with the bookkeeper checklist is um, it's actually quite boring to do. It's it's boring and it's just a bit tedious. So most people don't do it. Well, I wanted the result. Um, and here's another phrase that, that I've used for a long time. Um, you know, when something happens to me, like I have a sudden bill and I wasn't ready for it. That's what I used to be like. Oh, my God, I've got a tax bill. Blimey. And then how many business owners scrabble to get more business in so that they can pay the tax bill? That's kind of crazy. It was never our money to start with. So I realised I had to start setting it aside. But everything that I do, I approach it with a, um, and here's the quote, I observe my reaction uh, in brackets, my reaction probably isn't the best thing to go with. Um, but I observe my reaction and then I choose my response. And then in brackets after that, you know, my response means that, that there's probably a number of options here if I calm down and think about it. So I observe my reaction. I choose my response based on the outcome that I want. So somebody annoys me, something happens, I'm annoyed with myself. My reaction is not a good one. Mm. And remember, one of our rules of the game is we don't beat ourselves up, we build ourselves up. So Mm. I choose my response. Oh, now I'm thinking what kind of responses could there be? Um, And when even the worst things happen, I think this is an opportunity to learn from it, LBs and NTs. What will I do next time to make sure this doesn't happen again? Um, and you're absolutely right. Too many business owners and employees are too good at delivering to everybody else and failing to look at the big picture, which is what about me? What about my business? So it's not just about delivering to everybody else. It's about stepping back, looking at the big picture. And you do that with your goals, with your, you know, the stairway to heaven that we talk about, creating yours and working it, getting that in your diary, managing your time and giving yourself claiming some time for you and managing your financials. So this pillar is so important. And that's why my challenges every quarter are always saying, which one of these three do you want to choose? 
go to 90dayplanning.co.uk. You'll always find out when the next one is. Register for it. It's completely free, 20 minutes a day. But you're right, it will give you stuff that is a game changer if you do it. It won't be any good to you if you come, you spend 20 minutes a day times five, and then you do nothing with it. But the number of people um, who do it come back and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, if I'd have known it was that easy, I'd have done it sooner. And I can absolutely confirm it. Well, Fee, you might be, you know, conclusions listening might be thinking, well, I've got to set out two and a half hours of patientless time, so half an hour a, a day for the for that week. Yes, because I can absolutely confirm that half an hour a day or 20 minutes a day, but if you allow yourself half an hour for those five days, you will leave feeling really quite certain and clear on what your yeah. plan is for the next quarter and that will massively accelerate the results that you get and free up your brain space so you've got time to think about cooking the turkey and doing Christmas shopping because you'll be organised, ready. Do you know the other thing as well is coming back to your, your theme of um, abundance and you know really living this abundance, a lot of people when they're doing a challenge, they put the challenge up and it's like, well, you haven't done it by the middle of the week after. I'm taking it all down. I never take it down. I don't because... For instance, doing one in December, I regularly have people saying, oh, this is so brilliant. I'm going to tell all my friends about it and I'm going to do this with a friend. You know, I I might pick um, number one and then come back and do number two for time. I might come back and do number three for the financials. But if you are really, if you're one of those committed people, you can come back and do another one, but pick one at a time and do one, understand how it works. And then you can come back and pick up another one. And, you know, I have had people say, I'm doing the financial challenge between Christmas and New Year with my friend. I will leave things up. They will be there. If you can't make one, that's absolutely fine. It's recorded. But anyone who turns up on the challenge, I'm famous for staying on. You get 20 minutes, basic stuff, 20, 25 minutes, basic, basic, basic. But I stay on afterwards and I stay on for, you know, sometimes it's more than an hour, literally answering any questions because that, again, is part of my commitment. It's that personal taxation, if you like, with time. I'm going to stay on. I'm going to help. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you any support, answer any questions that you've got. So, you know, that that's my commitment to people. Thank you very much, Mary. So, Mary, can you just remind people where they can, I know you've mentioned throughout the recording, but can you just remind people where they can hear more from you if they would like to reach out and connect with you? I will. Now, what I'm going to do is I will, just to make life much easier for me, I'm going to skip through um, the slides that I had prepared because I've actually put a quick um, contact sheet up there. Now, the quickest, easiest way is to go to my link tree. So that's https colon slash slash link tr, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Mary Collin one. M-A-R-Y-C-O-L-L-I-N-1. I'm Mary Collin one on most things, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, all sorts of different places. But the other thing is, if you go to 90dayplanning.co.uk, and that is 90dayplanning.co.uk, if you go there, you'll see a number of downloads. You'll see a link to join a free Facebook group, um, you know, all, all kinds of things. You will You will get help. I'll be there for you. And you'll also have information about the five-day challenge. So whenever you're listening to this, come and join me on the challenge and let me help walk you through getting one of these things in your business and working for you. So you get the return on the investment of your time. And if if you don't get a massive return um, on the small investment of time and no money, then I'll eat my hat and I'll have a one-to-one with you to see how I didn't deliver because I know I do. <laughs> So before you go, Mary, before we say goodbye to you, I'd like you to imagine another crystal ball in front of you. Many people are worried about, many small business owners are really, and clinic owners are really worried about the financial uncertainty and the economic climate that we're going into. 
In your crystal ball, what do you see the future looks like for a small business owner? Well, I think crystal balls are wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. But our hands and our brains are the most important. So I think we can largely determine what the future is like for ourselves. There are external forces. There are always external forces at play. I remember when Brexit happened um, and people were going, oh, you know, oh, great, or oh, no. Um, and a friend of mine said, well, do you know what? It was, um, was it 400 or however many years ago? We had worse times than this. We cut a king's head off, um, you know, and you think, oh, okay. <laughs> there are always challenging times. There are always political, economic climate, there are always different things going on. But the only thing we can do is take control of our small area. And for me, I take control of the small area that's right in front of me that will have a ripple effect out on others by saying, let me get my one page plan. Let me see what my business needs. But remember, I'm always looking at those nine boxes through the lens, the, the glasses, if you like, my window. Um, is number 10, personal. Is this what I want? Am I doing what I want? What's my passion? How, how am I going to have a life as well as doing this? And I think keeping a balance is really important. But every day, just do something, whether it's at the beginning of the day, stop. And Miracle Morning is a great recommendation. The book, the app is fantastic. Miracle Morning, take the first part of every day for you, whether it's six minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is, take the first part of every day for you, even if you have to lock yourself in the toilet to just get five minutes peace um, and start your day right and think, what are the top three things I need to do today to make it a great day and get on with life? So, you, you're clearing the crystal ball for yourself, really. Wonderful. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you grow your practice for free. Firstly, grab a copy of How to Create a Super Successful Practice Plan at marchandmethod.com forward slash grow. And whilst you're there, you can check out the free training that'll help you tackle common problems practice owners just like you face. Thirdly, at marklandmethod.com forward slash grow, you can sign up for my free newsletter where I send out weekly hints and tips. You'll also get links to the podcast, articles and other resources that you might find helpful and inspiring as you grow your practice. And finally, please leave a five-star review so I can access more influential guests and bring their lessons back to you here.